Hi, I'm Jayan Sriram and welcome to In Focus, the Hindu's analysis podcast. Thanks for joining us. We are back after a short break and we actually have updates on many things to bring you. There are some aspects of the budget that we are still to cover and there's the unfolding coronavirus story, both globally and what's happening in Kerala on which we have episodes. But for now, a good place to start is where we left off in our last episode, where we promised an update on the Delhi election campaign. Delhi, of course, is going to vote on Saturday, that's February 8th. And since our last episode, there have been some significant developments. The most significant, of course, is the multiple incidents of firing at Jamia University and at Shaheen Bagh, both prominent sites of protest against the Citizenship Amendment Act. This follows on, of course, from a pretty outright polarizing campaign that the BJP is running in Delhi, vilifying protesters, even bringing in people like UPCM Yogi Adityanath to help them in that cause. There was also last week that incident of the BJP's Minister of State for Finance, Anurag Thakur, chanting that traitors to the country must be shot, which people took as a kind of veiled reference to the protesters. So yeah, pretty acrimonious rhetoric all around. We'll look at that. We'll also look at how the Ahmadmi party is responding. They recently released their manifesto, which itself has some interesting points. Then there's also the Congress and Rahul Gandhi, who has shown some signs of life recently. So all in all, this will be a pretty fairly hefty update on the Delhi elections. And we have Vergis George from Delhi joining us again to talk about that. One useful resource I'd like to point to before we start is another podcast we did last week. That's from our Parley series, where we invite two experts to discuss different dimensions to an issue. Last week, we discussed free speech laws in India and what actually comprises categories like hate speech and whether we need to come up with new definitions for some things and drop some old laws like sedition. Um, I think with the Delhi election campaign and also with what's happening at Bidar, where some school children are now being interrogated for sedition, uh, this is a useful episode to listen to. That might be a future podcast that we do, of course, on what's happening at Bidar. It's also a good read because we carry excerpts of the interview. So we'll link to that, the podcast and the article. And here's Vergis on what's happening in Delhi. Hello, Vergis. Uh, thanks for joining us again. And it, I thought it would be good to get a, a quick update before Delhi goes to vote. Uh, so thanks for making time. Uh, thank you, Jen. And it, yes, indeed, uh, it is great to be here on uh, this podcast again. And it is a, a good time to take stock of uh, the latest developments in Delhi. Right. Yeah. So uh, we're speaking now three days before Delhi goes to polls. And I think the major issues, the first the first sort of very visceral issue that's come up, of course, is uh, that uh, the shootings outside um, the protest venues, Shaheen Bagh and Jamia. And uh, that's been accompanied by, uh, let's say, a very uh, an intensification of the BJP's campaign. Um, so, what are the ma- what are the facets of that? What's uh, what's the campaign looking like now? That is right. Uh, we are the th- three incidents of shooting. Mm. Uh, in uh, two cases, people have been identified and uh, arrested, and one remains an unresolved mystery: who were the people behind uh, uh, that sh- uh, incident? Uh, but the fact that it also corresponds with uh, a very high intensity campaign by people none other than the Prime Minister and the Home Minister themselves, against the protesters. They have, BJP appears to have made the protest against the Citizenship Amendment Act and allied issues 
the singular focus of their campaign by trying to uh, portray them as anti-nationals and uh, to t t tell the voters that, okay, uh, one of the major things that they want to achieve soon after winning the elections in Delhi is to clear Delhi of all protests. So the Prime Minister and uh, Home Minister were very, have been very active in the campaign over the last few days. And uh, uh, th this week we've also seen uh, Uttar Pradesh Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath doing uh, a series of meetings in Delhi, uh, raising similar themes about uh, protesters and the traitors of the nation at your doorstep. So essentially, BJP, uh, BJP from the from the very beginning, the BJP's focus was on uh, deflecting from economic issues and uh, the gov track record of the central government, uh, or not even the track record of the Amadni Party's government in Delhi state, but on uh, national issues and nationalistic issues like this. Uh, so uh, it, it, it it is not merely a coincidence, possibly that it was soon after. Uh, a union minister led BJP supporters in raising the slogan that shoot the traitors that some of these incidents happened. It is not that the BJP uh, is directly linked to the shooters but uh, the environment in which it happened cannot be overlooked or ignored. Right. Of course, um, bringing in somebody like Yogi Adityanath itself is an indicator of um, the kind of campaign that, uh, that, that is, you know, they're seeking to run. I'm just curious, um, this is the week after the, the budget was released and, you know, in the Prime Minister's own thinking, um, it's being lauded by everybody, that's what he said. Um, is that Does that even come up as a campaign topic? I do not think so, uh, because I think the BJP uh, might pepper their campaign speeches or slogans with the uh, budget. If at all those issues do appear, I don't think that is in the front and center of the BJP campaign. BJP campaign is uh, singularly focused on uh, the protesters in Delhi and the politics around uh, the Citizenship Amendment Act and even to accuse uh, their opponents of being anti-Hindu and, uh, and hence anti-India. So this kind of a highly communally polarized campaign, uh, people who are veterans in the Delhi field do say that it is Delhi has never witnessed. And uh, I don't think there is any substantive discussion on the budget or the uh, general economic performance of the Modi government or the general economic situation of the country or Delhi for that matter. Because as we discussed in the last episode, Delhi is one city that has been uh, uh, hit quite badly because of the general negative sluggish uh, feeling of the market. Okay. And... Um Right. And also, I, I just read, you know, anecdotal reports that there's a lot of confusion, especially among younger people, um, that the BJP, the Minister of um, the Minister of State for Finance, the one who actually made that comment about shooting the right. protesters, mm -hmm. um, that he's actually uh, back on the campaign trail. So um, just as, just by way of explanation, um, how, how has this happened? Uh, was he was he not banned for long enough? Or how is he back on the campaign trail? Well, I, I mean, that uh, I, I would like to even reframe that question to ask why wouldn't uh, he be in the campaign because ah. he's not been uh, in any way out of line or out of sync with the BJP's official line. Uh, so he may have used a word that is different or uh, uh, something to that effect but the overall tone, tenor and the content of uh, the BJP campaign has been about vilifying the protesters and, 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 and accusing the protesters 
of being anti-nationals. So in that, to that extent, there is nothing that, uh, there is nothing in the statements or speeches by uh, the minister in question, which is uh, not in confirmation with the BJP's uh, campaign line. So the uh, he, and about, so what is to be done to the traitors of the nation, as the slogan goes, uh, is to shoot them, uh, shoot them dead. So now this is a slogan which is actually uh, being popularized uh, in Delhi. So uh, you could actually argue there are technical arguments to be made that the minister may not have said shoot them. He only uh, uh, he only called out half of the slogan and uh, uh, let the people to uh, chant in chorus the rest, which is to shoot them. So these are technical arguments which I think might the election commission might uh, go into. But otherwise, there is nothing in the, uh, the campaign of the minister which is not in line with the BJP's overall campaign strategy for Delhi, which is to uh, mobilize whatever it can on a question of hypernationalism, and uh, which is defined as in, in terms of Hindu-Muslim uh, divide. Okay, and what's been the Ahmadmi Party's response to this? Have they? Um, I know that in the last episode we spoke a little bit about how they were kind of uh, skirting any conversation on um, national issues such as these. But have they kind of stood up to this um, this campaign, this campaign of polarization? Not really, uh, because Ahmadmi Party, while uh, see Ahmadmi Party strategy has been again very focused, which is to, uh, it has two approach, uh, there's a two-pronged approach. One is to actually uh, uh, repeatedly talk about its own uh, welfare measures and what it did over the last five years, and to bring in more promises for the next five years of welfare and uh, uh, other measure, governance measures. So that is part one. And the other part is to totally avoid any discussion on these issues, even when the BJP raises it. I think I would say, wisely so, Ahmadmi Party has devised a mechanism to totally avoid uh, discussing or addressing those questions, whether it is on citizenship amendment or on the protests. In fact, uh, I, we have to also notice a very emphatic change, I won't say change, an emphatic reiteration of Mr. Kejriwal's own Hindu credentials and uh, his own nationalistic claims. In fact, Ahmadmi Party's manifesto uh, goes on to say that it will have a, it will uh, enforce uh, uh, more patriotism among children through changes in school curriculum. It will instill respect for the armed forces uh, among children, school-going children. So these are the uh, patriotic measures that the Ahmadmi Party itself is promising. And on the other hand, Ahmadmi Party and its leader Kejriwal, who, by the way, has been accused of being anti-Hindu by the BJP, is actually gone. Uh, he's traveled great lengths to establish his own Hindu credentials. I mean, he uh, he sang the entire Hanuman Chalisa uh, uh, on a television channel, uh, television interview yesterday, and uh, there uh, and also listed uh, the measures he's taken to uh, be friendly to 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 promote uh, pilgrimages. By the way, the Delhi government has a, a special program which promotes and which gives financial support to elderly people to visit uh, pilgrimage centers, which is not restricted to Hindu pilgrimage centers. To, to, it actually supports pilgrimages to Muslim centers in India and Christian and Jain and Buddhist centers. It is an, an all-religious thing. So while uh, Kajriwal has been quite uh, sharp and smart in having a 
populism which is not fragmented in terms of religion which includes muslims which includes other minorities as well but at the same time he is very conscious of uh, re, uh, uh, sort of uh, buttressing and uh, refurbishing his hindu credentials all the time and his nationalist credentials without fail in fact i one could actually argue that he in many ways uh, has managed to beat mr modi in their game uh, by welcoming the uh, the the the, the uh, moves on jammu and kashmir welcoming the bifurcation of the state uh, etc so there is there is a streak in him where he can actually balance that thing it is his political shrewdness and smartness how he can actually appear to be on uh, uh, both sides of the argument on and off but he is not said a word and in fact he is in fact he is went to the opposite side he said he said in another interview that uh, had he been in charge of uh, delhi police the protesters in uh, shahin bagh who are actually sitting in the, sitting there against the caa they would have been removed in 2 hours time i didn't i mean there is no elaboration of the st- on that statement but uh, the f- uh, he uh, that is as close as uh, he has gotten uh, to nearly almost outrightly condemning uh, the protests in, in in delhi against the citizenship amendment act so that is kejriwal strategy while he avoids uh, taking a very clear stand or getting too much into the debate on citizenship and other national issues whatever little he has said on the issue inclined is inclined towards the nationalist narrative that the bjp claims to take uh, claims to own and also adding other uh, issues which actually buttresses uh, buttresses his uh, uh, nationalist credentials on in, uh, during the campaign okay and of course uh, the ap has also recently released um, as as you mentioned recently released its manifesto um anything else really stand out in the manifesto that's striking well i think the amadmi party is uh, uh, released a manifesto which actually promises more on the same lines of welfare and uh, uh, and anti corruption measures so uh, there is nothing remarkable in that sense but it there is one thing which is actually reiterates its uh, commitment to establishing a gen lokpal if you recall the entire the origin of uh, the amadmi party was as an anti corruption movement yeah. which uh, 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 yeah which took the street demanding a gen lokpal uh, to tackle corruption so it is revived that uh, agenda on in the manifesto again and uh, it is promised to continue with the welfare measures and do more on uh, better schools and uh, better healthcare and better delivery of uh, municipal services in delhi so that is amadmi party's uh, plank and he's repeatedly said that okay uh, what am i supposed to what, what what will be the impact if i say something on the citizenship amendment act or other national politics i my mandate is limited to delivering these basic services for the delhi population and voters and that is his uh, campaign plank and there he stands uh, personally in campaign rhetoric and in the manifesto which was released okay and of course burgis we come to the congress last um that's that's the political reality we live in um so what's that's the congress right, yes. been doing uh, i i did hear that uh, rahul gandhi has finally entered the fray yeah they rahul gandhi and uh, his sister priyanka gandhi and congress uh, they have entered the field uh, to ca- and campaign tended to few speeches here and there but the fact remains that uh, uh, congress remains a 
marginal player in Delhi politics and in this election. Congress is trying to revive the memory of uh, its 15-year rule, which preceded Arvind Kejriwal's rule. Uh, and uh, so Congress campaign jingles actually promise uh, to revive that Cong- the Delhi of the Congress era. I am not very sure that is actually resonating much with the Delhi electorate. Uh, people 15 years and now for after five years, uh, it is, uh, it, uh, it, it, uh, unfortunately for the Congress, there aren't many people who actually associate Congress with uh, the infrastructure development in Delhi or other uh, things that are visible in Delhi which were initiated or finished construction during the Congress regime. Congress is putting up some elementary effort to spring back to life in Delhi. So it has zero members in the outgoing Delhi Assembly. So as a Congress strategist uh, has put it, they are hoping to have at least one MLA in uh, the uh, for incoming Assembly. So that's a very modest ambition uh, for a party which was in power for a long 15 years and very efficiently and effectively so. But uh, beyond that, uh, we have to concede, uh, we have to, uh, the, the Delhi election remains a contest between Amadmi Party and BJP, uh, if at all there is a contest, and definitely Amadmi Party uh, retains a very clear edge in the campaign, despite the fact that the BJP has managed to recover some ground and make some progress, make some advances, based on its uh, campaign on these issues that we discussed earlier, on its national nationalistic issues, on citizenship, and on uh, these questions of uh, traitors and enemies of the nation uh, that are trying to try, trying to attack the country from the inside. So BJP has made some some uh, advances, but it may not be very close to actually anywhere close to winning power in Delhi. Okay. Okay, so Vagis, it, uh, it's, it was great to get that update from you. And um, mm-hmm. of course, this is a very important election coming up. And I'm sure we'll catch up um, after voting, um, after perhaps the counting is done. So um, thanks. It was great discussing this with you. And uh, we'll see you soon on the podcast. Thank you, Jayant. Look forward to the next one. It was great. Thank you.